everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your, your twilight. Can you hear the singing from outside my window? No. It's just music. There it was that? like people playing music earlier today. Sounds of the city waking up. That reminds me though that I have to close this window so that you don't hear that's melissa listeners that is not the music outside my window that's just melissa making a weird sound thank you (laughs) have you seen that tiktoker who says like a bad pun and drags himself and then at ends every single one thank you no i love him have you gotten on a tiktok finally no i um instead of getting onto TikTok, because I know that I'll just spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, I just watch Instagram reels because I'm already on Instagram for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, it reminds me of how I like to get my tweets through Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I guess just the, the good ones that people bother like screenshotting, you know? I think Instagram Reels is is inferior to TikTok. Whatever. But I'm still not on TikTok. The thing about like getting your tweets on Facebook is that by the time they're on Facebook, they're they're old, they're dusty, they're dead. It's true. It's fine. Like, I don't like, need let them, them to be rest current. in peace. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. I don't need to be hip with the times. <laughs> the only um, people I send them to are like my dad and he definitely doesn't know what's yeah what's not yeah he's also getting them for the first time yeah yeah we have some pretty good listener letters oh wait i don't know do we have any other things to update our listeners on how are we listeners i got vaccinated that's cool i get vaccinated tomorrow are both getting vaccinated tomorrow listeners get vaccinated Get vaccinated. If you got any questions, email us. Can we tell people that they aren't allowed to listen to us unless they get vaccinated? We can do whatever we want. Well, I mean, (laughs) you have some time. You know, if you can't get vaccinated tomorrow, you can still listen to us. Right, right. You know, get on that, uh, get on that search bar. I mean, like we can say it and then they can still listen. Melissa is making... (laughs) a face like that's the stupidest thing the she's ever bar. heard in her life and i just want to defend myself that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life and it didn't feel good coming out of my mouth but i'm gonna stand by that get on the search bar <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the old people that we're turning into that's what Melissa, that's you just told us you get your tweets on facebook of course yeah. you sound like an old person yeah everyone i turned 30 this year soon not yet it sounded like you said that you had turned 30 but no i turned 30 this year later this year just fyi right but i'm gonna be an old but melissa's the oldie so you were just Um, trying to do your job how many people emailed us and said that i was right um you know what the data's not in on that (laughs) however thanks yeah i got a I got a separate email from my father that was not to the podcast email, but it was an email from my father that said that I was correct about infinity. What is your father's experience with infinity? He is 
I recently retired software engineer and he's very good at math. So what? Not a lot. And he's a very trained, you know, computer scientist, mathematician kind of person. And he was proud of me for getting Mm. infinity, right? And he gave me an extra Mm. example. Do you want to hear more about infinity than you ever cared about? Yeah. Another, oh, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be able to explain this. Okay. So in between the numbers (laughs) one and two, Uh there's an infinite there are infinite, infinite numbers, numbers in between right. one and two. Right. right? I do know like that. Yes. Any decimal can repeat infinitely. And right. so there's infinite, infinite numbers between one and two. There's also an infinite number of points between one and four. Mm-hmm. And those infinities are both infinities and one is not larger than the other one. They're both am... just infinity. Okay. Like I hear what you're saying, it's but. It's just how math works. I mean, are we sure? Yeah, 100% sure. Okay, but hang on, because last night, (laughs) Scott said, I'm trying to fall asleep, right? Scott says to me, so there's this idea in math, and I thought, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to fall asleep so easy. Absolutely (laughs) lay this on me. Because there's this idea in math, like imagine a person on an infinite grid. Yeah. And they You've already lost me. A plane. They're on a plane. A grid. Okay. Yeah. So Melissa, think of graph paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're just a, a little buddy on, on a square of graph paper. Okay. On infinite graph paper. Infinite, yeah, graph, infinite paper. graph paper. They can go forward. They can go backward. They can go side to side. Yeah. So there's this idea in math that there is a 100% chance that once our little buddy starts walking, they will eventually make their way back to their starting point. It's called like the drunkard's walk or something. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because if they have infinite infinity choices, they could go and you just keep going forward every time. And like, okay, the first time they've got, what is it? Like a one in four chance of going forward. And then the second time it's like one in eight to do it twice in a row, like whatever. But oh, like, no, even I though it's like vanishingly small that they would only ever go forward. Right, that's if they true. have infinity squares, there's no reason that they must 100% of time go back to the original square. He was like, well, um, for this reason, blah, 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 math that doesn't make any sense. And then I'm not going to try to convince our listeners of because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Go back to the original square. And I was like, no, no, no. no. What's, the, what's the principle that they will make it back? Yeah. Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Oh, do I hear movement in the other room? I don't think he's coming. We're not going to get the answer tonight, (laughs) folks. (laughs) All right, I got to read this email. All right, yeah. What did our listeners say about infinity? Eric writes, hi, Eric. Bracketed Alice could be bounded in in a bracketed forks and count bracketed herself in a bracketed goddess of infinite space. Um, I don't get it. I think that's a math joke I don't get. Um, I also will admit that I don't get it, Eric, but I know <laughs> that I believe that it's funny. I <laughs> tell that you put believe, a lot of thought into it. I believe in my bones that that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to complain about Alice semantics. I started writing this email on Friday, and I'm so glad I got busy because you all talked more about this on the Saturday pod. Eric, <laughs> we are here for you. So her decision tree thing works two ways. 
She makes one decision, gets an answer, and then makes another decision, and or she makes one decision that gives her a new set of decisions and then another set and so on. And we yeah. get that she can make a tree of most possible outcomes. And obviously we know this works to give her finite solutions in some cases because of the not the driving scenes, etc. I got you. The only right. thing, oh, are you lost, Melissa? I mean, keep going. <laughs> okay. The only thing is that in some problems, the amount of possible solutions just get infinitely larger instead of more finite. Mm-hmm. If she continues to follow three options at every decision, after only 10 levels of decision, she sees 60,000 possibilities. So basically, math. like, That's yeah, math. You know, just creates more and more. The question is just how fast can she think through these possibilities and when does she infinitely. stop? <laughs> infinitely, Eric. She can she's think got a infinitely vampire fast. Dummy. <laughs> Alice is there. She's thinking so fast that she's actually in the past. Right. <laughs> Alice is therefore most effective when she's looking for a specific outcome, i.e. Bella's death or only 30 seconds in the future because she has a termination sequence for her algorithm and yes. she can narrow in on fewer options to track. Yes. Lost your jacket? That has a clear goal and outcome. Alice just searched the entire planet in two seconds with her decision tree. She is God. <laughs> Therefore, she's terrible with foreseeing things like James' arrival because there are too many outcomes and inputs. She would have had to read, she would have had have to have a read of everyone's decision in the country to be able to see something like that mm. showing up. I actually think she can see things that happen regardless of if decisions are made, but that's more radical. Mm. And for another time, like she doesn't see James deciding to run by, but he would have if she had been following James's tree. And the chance versus decision thing, it's just the chance of whose tree she's following. Like she knows that the Volturi decided to come because she was tracking their decisions. So I had the same line of thought as Melissa. Doesn't Alice yeah. instantly know everything once a single decision is made? Alas, yeah. no, infinity oh. gets in the way. I'm just going to skip that whole middle Uh section um even though it's great most importantly i have to agree with melissa that some infinities are bigger than others sorry true should have listened to the beginning of this agrees with me like pi is infinite but also the range to three to four includes pi's infinity and a ton of others i will die on this hill thank you still infinity eric no matter how many times you add infinity to infinity it's still just normal ass infinity well, guess what? We Eric will Eric. die on this hill. All right, Eric. Let's do it. It sounds like Eric knows, <laughs> Eric. It sounds like Eric knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and I think we should listen to it. I you know? also sound like I know what I'm talking about. I'm like... What's one of my biggest skills? One of my greatest <laughs> skills is sounding like I know what I'm talking about. And You're that's so why we have a podcast. <laughs> why? <laughs> I feel like I'm like one of the like townspeople in Julius Caesar just being like swayed by the rhetoric of whoever was talking most recently. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm convinced. <laughs> Listen, I decide at the offset what is right and that's the only thing it can be. <laughs> okay, do we, we, do we, um, we got any other letters we yeah, want to read or we're we ready to go? Katie. Um, Katie writes, Hi, Katie. question Hi, Katie. on Edward smiling laughing face hand raised emoji um this one you goes back to something we talked about previously but i feel like i can just give katie an answer 
Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been following the podcast for about a year now and still enjoy it every week. Oh, Katie, thank you. Oh, uh... um, so the other day, I went back and listened to a couple of older episodes, and one of the fan stories was questioning about vampire private parts and how they're made of stone. <laughs> I apologize. Really? Fans. We're going to go back? We're, We're going back do to this, this again? But I'm so curious what your guys' thoughts are on this that it got me thinking. So I went to my mom telling the story, and we both thought, well, since vampires are basically moving statues, would it be possible to break off a vampire's dot, 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 thingy? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Um, Or if you, or just another vampire, kick a vampire hard enough in the private area, would it crack? Exclamation, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. Um, Um, Well... The answer to this is, Wait, is that these it? chapters, Katie. Is that it? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a little more, but it's, you know, along the same lines. I love that we're Katie. being consulted about this. The answer to this question is in these chapters. So spoiler for these chapters you're about to hear of. But we know that a vampire can, like, break another break vampire apart. bodily. They're right. strong enough to break each other. Kind of right. like how only a diamond can cut diamond. So mm. I think that if Emmett can like crack James as he was about to do in these right. chapters, then a vampire could indeed kick hard enough to kick a part of the body off. That is whatever that part, part of the body that part is. So bad. <laughs> yeah, any part. Can they reattach it? I don't. Mm. That's, we know- see, that's tricky because mm-hmm. they're not dead until you burn they're the bits. They're not dead until you burn them. So that means to know think what that the they healing could, they could grow back their dick. Does that? D- but d- <laughs> get, like, do they just heal themselves? Like, okay, well, if you cut my arm off, I will heal. Oh, right. Or like, but, if you decapitate them, their head is still alive. But then, like, which part of them is still alive? In right. Eclipse, don't With we the see a part still, like, where like an arm is moving itself? <laughs> We're not like in Pirates of the Caribbean where there's like the one arm that's in the desk. Just watch that movie a couple days ago. <laughs> Wait, I just watched it too. Is it on, was? I swear Disney I watched that Plus. on DVD. Where where oh, was it? I watched it on Disney Plus. Oh, on Disney Plus. I don't have that. Yeah, I, wa- I literally it watched it movie. days ago. That's so funny. Um, can we talk <sighs> about how attractive Norrington is? Um, upon my rewatch. No. Okay. No, well, I talked to Kate about it. We both um, agree that Norrington <laughs> is great. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, kicking dicks off of vampires. It can be done. Theoretically possible. Title of the episode? Broken (laughs) pieces when describing James. So we don't we don't get a visual on it. No, we don't get an actual visual, but just the language that he uses to describe what's happened. Right. Leads me to believe that yes, you can kick a vampire's dick off. Yeah. Um is it my turn to recap? Because I'm like prepared. Yeah, but I want to do one more <gasps> super speedy, which okay. is from Gabrielli. Gabrielli. So why don't the Collins have a private plane? <gasps> hey girls. Aunt Steph gave the Collins enough money to have an island, but they don't have a private plane. They love fast cars, so having a plane would be the next level. That and boats, of course. I imagine if they have a plane, as it would be much more practical to travel. Extremely true. So true. It'd be so much Most easier. And I are just sitting with our mouths open. You cracked you it. Blew it. You blew it. You blew it wide duh. open, Gabrielle. 
The only wow. thing that's wrong with the plane is going to the airport and then right. sitting on the runway. And guess right. what? Just have your own plane. Just have yeah. your own plane. You have own planes. planes. That's a thing. People do that. Especially, Especially rich ass people. <laughs> I am outraged by this. As are we. As are like, we. Like first of all, they could learn how to pilot a plane in like oh, yeah. five days, yeah. or they could just pay somebody to be their private pilot 100%. you can do it with like microsoft you, flight simulator or whatever at your house if you pay somebody enough money they'll never say anything about how you're like a little bit sparkly and fly to really exactly. weird places exactly yeah. wow collins wow. stop being so stingy and buy a plane love you all gabriella we love you too thank you for writing oh. in oh, okay, why didn't we ever think of that i don't know we we're, were literally talking about james weird little <laughs> You know, get your foot out of the camera. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the backs of my legs are like sweaty. And so I had to like. Me too. Out. It's like not even. Um, it's like normal temperature. The backs <laughs> okay, of my legs well, are perfectly are. dry. Okay, guys. Are you <laughs> ready for this? Sorry about your perfect legs, Melissa. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Me and my perfect legs are. Two ready. chapters. Chapter 26, blood. Chapter 27, chores. <gasps> Chapter 26, he busts through the door. Everything is blood. There's blood everywhere. It's all bad. He wants to go rip James apart, but Bella is more important. So Mm -hmm. he lets Mm -hmm. Jasper and Emmett rip James apart themselves. He kneels in Bella's blood. He Mm -hmm. thinks that she's going to die. Is she going to die? Should he turn her into a vampire and then she'll be half dead? Is she... Like what's gonna happen? There's no choices. What 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 should he do? Carlisle realizes that he can probably save Bella's life, so he's like stitching her head together so fast that his hands are blurring. And then Bella starts screaming about her hand being on fire, and they realize that James has bitten her. So, what what do they do? What does he do? He's freaking out. And then Carlisle's like, oh, "It's like a snake." You should suck out the venom and he's like but carlisle he says it just I'll like that murder her <laughs> and then he's in this deep angst about whether he's going to murder bella or whether she should just die or whether she should be a or vampire whether he should and just like let her die yeah <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do and then he does it he sucks her blood he does not murder her it's all high drama mm-hmm. and, then, and he stops <clears throat> voila Bella's going to live, but only if they get to the hospital fast enough. So then, chapter 27, chores. They're in the car. They're driving to the hospital. Alice thinks through all the shit that they have to do to cover up their tracks. It's like they're covering up a murder, except... Well, they are because they murder James. So they have to cover up this murder. She thinks through (laughs) the luggage, the hotel, the stealing blood, the fake crime scene, the rolling down the stairs like a bowling ball through the window to scatter the glass everywhere she thinks through the watch she's gonna need she thinks through the car the other car the cleaning up the blood (laughs) Emmett flies home and then swims and then gets the truck but the truck is too slow so no Rosalie has to bring the truck she thinks through all of it she covers all of their tracks she does it perfectly and then the chapter ends and none of it has happened yet You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give you a ten. Woo! I'll go give you a nine. Wow. I almost said nine, but then I was like, why would I take a point away? I don't have a criticism. <laughs> I'm just being stingy. It's a ten. You I might have a criticism I'm that would make it a true nine, but I 
I don't have any, so I can't give you a nine. I gotta be honest, it's a ten. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Blood. I felt like there was a very poetic moment at the beginning of this chapter. Edward, like, throws himself into the room and tackles James and then rolls so that James is on top of him and then kicks him to the center of the room and Edward, like, catches him. Um, And I was like, oh, it's coordinated. Like a ballet. I was like, wow. They're in a ballet studio. Oh. I was like, someone learned the choreo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a science-related question on this first page. (laughs) Because Edward says that, you know, when he crashes through the door, he says the obstacle of the door had not slowed my momentum. I and also know. I thought that. about that too. I was like, I thought, that's not I thought about that possible. so hard. I think that that's <laughs> impossible. I think that it's possible that it was so negligible that it that didn't you don't notice it. Right. That like it was not a uh, a relevant obstacle. Right. But I think that in terms of physics, like, in terms of physics, even the air um, slows your momentum. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like no obstacle you're it's still, any obstacle it, it's an if, obstacle if there's atoms it, it's an obstacle well i just want to say guys that i've become a lot smarter from being on this podcast and i read that line and i was like mm, i know Is that's it? not true <laughs> what if vampires are so magical that they actually operate outside of physics and I mean, that we, seems but, to be the fucking case. That, that we've argued and so that. actually, <laughs> it really didn't slow his momentum. Because remember in the whole episode where we talked about his freaking feet and not wearing away All and the fact that they can run for hours. Like, warm to numb. The fact <laughs> that they can play baseball doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the whole like they consume blood and then there's no waste product doesn't, that's not, this is impossible. <laughs> we should like write a paper about this mm, it would it would involve a lot more research than just sh- talking shit about it on the pod would take but i don't know that it fun. would our paper would just be like <laughs> does not make not logical look it up this thing nothing the other none work <laughs> so then edward is doing the very classic ya thing of like screaming and only then like realizing that it's you it's him yeah wow. he's like yeah. saying bella's name over and over again um classic ya as he's doing this emmett and jasper like very procedurally murder james yeah. and like rip him up and like we don't watch any of it no no in fact one sentence that uh i highlighted was I touched their minds. They were already gathering up the broken pieces. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. I was like, are we talking about the mirror? Or are we oh <laughs> no, we're talking, we're talking about James. Talking about James. Yeah, I was thinking like that was fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys made it seem like it was gonna be way harder than this. Yeah, they did. I thought that too. I was like, this was like weirdly anticlimactic. And then I realized the climax is when he's drinking her blood. <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> That's his actual challenge. Right. It is. Um, I guess the challenge before was catching him. Right, because he's so good at evading. Yeah. But they figure it out. So once they figure it out, I guess it's just like whatever. <laughs> I guess. But um, 
we do get some really swoony moments here, you know, where we get a lot of internal dialogue about how much Edward loved Bella because he doesn't even notice that he's sitting in her blood. Oh, he right. loves her so much. Loves yeah. Her so much. He doesn't even, he's like, I barely register it. <laughs> the pain is so secondary to the greater pain. Right. That was one of my good sentences. Is that he says, fire burned through my chest and my head, but I couldn't separate out the different kinds of pain. And I was like, oh, my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I had a moment where Edward says, can't you do anything? I snarled at Carlisle. I was like, have we not discussed your medical training? (laughs) Why don't you brace this this leg? Why why is Carlisle? Because he's never done his practicums. (laughs) I think um, you would know. You have multiple medical degrees. <laughs> Carlisle is doing his best. He's okay. fucking trying. Everybody's Carlyle trying is not so hard. Right. Emmett like already cares about Bella so much that he's like, he's kind of cool. Alice is trying not to breathe. Like she's Jasper doing okay. Is doing great. Jasper's yeah, in the so room. We don't even hear about Jasper. Right. We're he's so proud of that. Great. But Edward's just like, like be nice. <laughs> I had another physics question, which was when um, Carlisle's hands are blurring. Wouldn't, if you're Edward, his, blur his him. perception right. is also infinite. So to right. Edward, it wouldn't be blurring, right? It would be blurring right. to me it as would, a human. In fact, it would look really slow to him, right? It shouldn't be blurring to Edward because he it can should just look normal infinitely. <laughs> I was like really thinking real hard on this one. <laughs> like, you know, like when when they talk so fast that a human can't hear it, they mm-hmm. can hear each other fine. Yeah. It's like their regular. lips are blurring, but only to the humans. Right. But That's he can true. understand the person, the vampire who's talking that fast. So, But we're never told that their understanding is actually infinite, just that it's like much, much greater. Okay. Not infinite. That was an exaggeration. I know, I know. But maybe Carlisle could legitimately go so fast. So fast. Even though it's not infinite. That it would they do talk about how faster than how fast they can watch okay so i i'm sort of there with you i could see that like okay edward can run so fast that right. it's that that's blurry to somebody else to but somebody carlisle else. is stitching bella's head like even if you can work extremely quickly like there's a certain level of care also- where like you have to be doing it carefully it? and doing anything carefully is slower than doing it as fast as you can. And like, he's spending this entire time stitching her and I was like, I feel like she probably needs like 10 stitches. Right. If he's that fast, <laughs> how like, is he, he be, still stitching? Should he be done? <laughs> I, so this doesn't make any sense physics wise, but I'm just saying it. Like maybe if he moved faster than light could travel then it would look wonky when you look at him because like (laughs) stuff's happening faster than like the light particles can even get into your eye for you to perceive i I was just about to say like okay but vampires can probably see faster than light can travel no to the physics of that we already (laughs) talked last week about how nothing can go faster than light so he's not moving faster than light like when when a hummingbird is blurry, like it's just that your eye can't like understand 
the movement that when it goes that fast. So it doesn't have to be like infinite fast for it to be blurry. I just just thought of that SpongeBob moment again. (laughs) (laughs) Want to see me do it again? (laughs) Uh, Okay, should we get off the physics? What else do we have? There's a lot of emotion here. I got to talk about her freaking hand. What about it? I know that Stephanie was like trapped in this dialogue because of Twilight, but I think my hand is burning. The fire, (laughs) someone stop the fire is so cheesy and like painful. (laughs) I thought there were a lot of cheesy lines in this. She also is like so incapacitated from this perspective that it was surprising to me that she was saying so many words. Right. Right. True. Like, we're like supposed from to be like Bella's she's, perspective, she's you can tell she's like dead. kind of out of it, but she's saying some things. But like from this perspective, it's like you're dying. It's like you're almost you dead. What's that? Her heartbeat is weakening. Her eyelids right. don't even flutter. She's like pale as a ghost, kneeling in a lake of blood. Yes, yeah, like she's gone. Dramatic. I mean, Edward does say that he was surprised by her specificity. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and he's so panicked that he can't figure it out. <laughs> Just pay attention to your girlfriend, Edward. Um, and I and Listen, I do think that learn. being stuck with how things happened in Twilight didn't really serve her here either. Because in this moment, I'm like, we all know that they can do infinite amazing things. So like, I don't buy that Edward is the only one that can suck the venom out of her. Right. Yeah. Um, but but poetically poetically that's what has to happen, right so, right you know, I'm okay with it. it's just like when we've gotten to this point where we explain literally everything I'm like <laughs> sorry you're gonna have to really spell it out for me why that no because everyone okay. even says he's like no one else can do this and I was no, like Carlisle says that if she's going to live he he has to be stitching so that she doesn't lose blood like if she's going to be losing oh, be even done. more blood by getting her blood sucked by one of them, mm-hmm. then he has to stop the bleeding in her head or she'll bleed out. I think Edward like, should do the stitching. Okay. He has no practice. He's never stitched anybody. I'm sure he life. would be perfect at He'd it. probably be great on the first try. <laughs> I kind of like, felt like, I don't know, like you can't even be like, because like, yeah, like, Carlisle should be done stitching by now so like you can't come up with a reason that Carl can't do it like no oh Carlisle hasn't been hunting in like three weeks and he's really thirsty and it's like he's Carlisle he's perfect right you could we couldn't have a reason being Carlisle not being perfect oh you're right right. because I forgot the cardinal rules (laughs) (laughs) everyone in these books is exactly how they are okay but also I have to forgive her this because if I was her editor there is no way I would let her have anybody else suck well, that yeah. obvious Absolutely. I just think like that, this one I've gotta forgive. I mean, I just think that there would be ways for you to like explain it. Like there are ways to get it so that Edward is the, like I mean, yeah, no, she's stuck because of Twilight. But it's just like reading this. Right. Cause like another good reason is like, okay, well, if anybody is going to accidentally murder my girlfriend, it's going to be me. Right. Um, but again, that's you ruined can... by Carlisle being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks Carlisle is going to accidentally kill her. Right. Exactly. I was proud Maybe of her. like Carlisle has a streak. Like Carlisle hasn't had human <laughs> blood in like 500 years. <laughs> He's like, like Edward. Sorry. He's, I'm, getting, I'm sorry. he's getting. He's getting a new badge. My sticker on my chart today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And oh, there. 
was a part that I really wanted to talk about. So Alice is going through like all the different, you know, futures of Bella likely becoming a vampire because of this and like the slim ones where she doesn't. But like one of the futures that she sees is a future where Edward just kills her. Yeah, a fucking mercy killing. I was like, the fuck? Why is that necessary? I'm like, if she turns into a vampire and she doesn't like it, you can still, I guess, kill her. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) It's almost like a, you know, it's just like a deferral. It's like a choice. You don't have to stay a vampire. Instead, he's like the one future where I just, I just, I just let this happen. I just let her die. It's not let her die. All right, it's you actively kill her. her. Actively kill her. Because if you well, do now nothing, she late. turns into a vampire. Right. right, now it's too late because they right. know that she's been bitten. Well, it's never like, too late. Fuck. Like, rip her head off now. She's dead. You know? <laughs> like, it's never too late. <laughs> right, it's never too late to murder. I mean, it's definitely more gruesome to murder a vampire than to murder a human. But still, if you're so But then she gets to decide about it. Right. That you're like, she's going to hate this and she's going to not like it. Well, then, yeah, okay. Let her pick. But, like, why would you decide to kill her now? (laughs) And Edward tries to justify it morally. The only reason would be all of the pain that she has to go through. I don't think that's justification. I I don't either. (laughs) This is what Edward comes up with. He says, was it the right thing to stop her pain? That's Olivia's suggestion. Mm -hmm. To give her, in her total and perfect innocence, a chance at a different destiny than the inevitable one I knew I was facing. A different kind of afterlife than the cold, bloodthirsty one she was burning toward now. Saying, well, if I kill her, she's so good that she'll go to heaven. But if she turns into a vampire, when Mm -hmm. we eventually die, we go to hell. Right. Well, he actually, he wonders, he wonders on that page, had the tracker just met the same black wall of nothingness that I was destined for someday, or would there be eternal flames for the both of us? So he's definitely on that level. He's like, what is going to happen to Bella? Like, will she, does she go to heaven now as a human? Do I doom her to eternal nothingness or maybe i wish that had been more clear because that to me is a very edward compelling compelling. like he does he does basically say it here but i had to have maya spell it out for me right right (laughs) i don't think it's compelling because it's just a guess right like i know that he feels sure right but you also know intellectually that you don't actually know right but he it it gives more context to his decisions Right, like what he's deciding between. Right, right. Because he's not just deciding from our nothing. conception. It's like, okay, well, she dies now or she dies later. So right. you should probably pick die later. <laughs> right. But to him, it's like die now and have eternal life and happiness or die later and either have nothing or hell. Right. For eternity. So that's more compelling. That's um, true. Above this section, was it the right thing to stop her pain to give her blah blah? I was like, uh, no, what the fuck? I was upset by it. Um, I felt like so he's also wondering, um, you know, he he wonders, could I bear to have Bella stare at me with the same regrets for the next thousand years? Like, That's the same a new problem, as Rosalie. Yes, the most selfish part of me insisted. Better that, better that than to have her disappear now to slip away from me. But was it better? 
if she could grasp every ramification and every loss, would she choose this way? And I was thinking that it would help if they talked about it. <laughs> um, I know it's like early in their relationship <laughs> to be talking about like, well, do you want to be a vampire forever and ever and ever and ever with me? So like, I kind of get that like, you know, they didn't really like get there yet. Right. But they definitely didn't even really like, they. he's been avoiding this hardcore. So hardcore. it's- little bit his own fault that he's in this situation and does not know the wishes of his girlfriend very true olivia <laughs> listeners communication is key but you know also they're like a month in so <laughs> I guess. yeah but they've already decided that they're each other's forever so they should talk about that's it. that's true they have used the word forever i think they both decided yeah so and they I just haven't like told if you're each going other to enter you're gonna enter a relationship with a vampire. You should. It's go. It should like, be comes up much all in than from usual. the <laughs> yeah from the start. We're not like you don't <laughs> casually date an immortal being. <laughs> that is so you, you true, Maya. Like, not yeah, dummy. <laughs> if you're not talking or thinking about this stuff, then you're stupid. That's a different problem. So then Carlisle's like. All right, well, we got to hurry up. You got to do this. But I wanted to scream, but I'm a vampire. And I was like, what? well, spotted. I was about to bring up that the one line in this chapter that I couldn't handle, that I thought was really cheesy, was I could not read this in a non... I was like, but, but I'm a vampire. vampire. <laughs> and I just, oh my God, I couldn't handle it. It's so silly. Like, who thought that this line should stay? That is a good idea. <laughs> and then more poetically, he goes, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, Edward. Okay. You can. <laughs> Vampire. Because it's in italics, you know? Yeah, because he's thinking it. Right. Oh so my gosh. The part where Alice is right next to Carlisle and thinks to Edward, you can't let it happen this way. As in Bella turning into a vampire in this very painful, slow way because of how shallow the cut was. Uh-huh. It's like, why can't you? you There's another person in this conversation. <laughs> and you're still think, thinking it to Edward. It's not, Edward can't let it happen this way. She thought to herself, agonized. It's you. She thought it to him. I was like, you should- these are words, people. I guess it is a convenient way for um, Stephanie to be able to add dialogue without fucking with canon. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's, That's gotta be it. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Bella's out of it and so isn't hearing everything that's being said. For yeah. sure. You can't let it happen this way, Alice said quite enough that Bella wouldn't be able to hear <laughs> even if she hadn't been writhing in pain but, and screaming. But is you can just hear it, you know. <laughs> but like as far as the rest of the book goes, that is a genius way to put in new dialogue in a conversation that has already been written. Yeah. That's true, but most of the time we complain about this in new it's scenes just them. that yeah, weren't right. new scenes. Right. Right, she doesn't and actually use it. It's like, what the fuck is going on, guys? <laughs> I love right. that in the next chapter. Where I know, like, that's a really good one. Never gets less irritating. It's like, you know that you're annoying people. so I Right, you can literally it. read their irritation. Yeah. 
Um, then we get to what I felt like might be the best sentence in the whole book. The whole book? Um, Which one? Now that I say that, I'm like, I mean, that's a big thing to say. <laughs> but I wrote it in my margin notes, so I'm going to go ahead. Okay. Um, so this is when he's sucking out her blood. And Alice is like, don't worry, I'll, I'll like tell you when to stop. I'm reading the future, whatever. But, but also, like, hang on. If she... Wouldn't she only know that it's too late to stop once it's become too late to stop? Like when he goes too far, then yeah, whatever. whatever. (laughs) But I felt myself careening past the place where I could stop. I was losing myself. I was going to kill her. My body thrilling with joy the entire time. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is one beautifully written Two, It sums up like the whole conflict of the book. Like truly this whole emotional conflict it in does. this one, like very tense. Wow, <gasps> it was that's great. very true. So before I wanted to read the part where he tastes her blood for the first time because that's like super drama. Oh, you're right. We gotta we gotta. Talk it's like about a big thing. Too. Okay, I'm just gonna start reading. It hit me like an explosion, a bomb detonating inside my body and mind. The first time I'd caught Bella's scent, I'd thought I'd be undone. That was a paper cut. This was a decapitation. My brain was severed from my body. But it wasn't pain. Bella's blood was the opposite of pain. Okay, Stephanie, it's a bad metaphor then. (laughs) You just described to me the most painful thing I can imagine. And then you're like, but it wasn't painful. It was the opposite of being painful. Pick a different fucking metaphor like this is supposed to be like the best thing that's ever happened to him and she describes it as a bomb and being decapitated i just don't like this (laughs) and point she also says it was satisfaction it was bliss which feels those are not strong those are different things i felt suffused with a strange kind of joy a joy of the body alone there's got to be a word for that in the english language joy of just orgasm you're right she was avoiding she was avoiding the word orgasm (laughs) (laughs) this is this is not her strongest moment i feel like this is supposed to be like so incredibly amazing she i don't think she got this i mean i'm getting that this is like super climactic but it's just giving me different climaxes (laughs) (laughs) not the kind i thought it was gonna be (laughs) i think what comes next is pretty good okay um as i pulled from the wound blah 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 it reversed the effects of the venom the blood started to flow steadily coating my tongue my throat the sharp icy taste of the venom was a weak counterpoint it did nothing to interfere with the power of her blood rapture elation my body knew well that there was more to be had close at hand more my body hummed more i thought that was good like okay yeah, but i still don't i don't understand how it feels right you're like, just she's saying, saying good things words. right she says good words but i don't get a feeling of right. it. right i'm like the only thing i have to compare this to i guess is an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> or like i don't know the best food you've ever eaten <laughs> okay well i don't feel rapture <laughs> doesn't even like describe how it tastes right that's and true he's told us that like- she's she smells floral. Does she right. taste that exactly. way? What does she taste like? It might be a little weird, but like, I don't know. I want something there. 
Right. I think it is really interesting that he tells us that it's not painful when smelling her does hurt. Was painful. Right. It's true. Like smelling her not like, being able to eat was painful. But I think painful. it's eating. like, right. That's more like, it's like a thirst hunger right. pain. And so once you are eating, the plant pain doesn't exist. Right. I don't know. It just feels like it should be like more like closer tied. Yeah, totally. Right. Like, especially at first, like it could stop hurting later, but you know how those first bites just make you even hungrier. Yeah. Or you're like, Oh, finally. Totally. (laughs) He just decapitates her. (laughs) She decapitates him, Melissa. (laughs) The part that I did like was when, (laughs) was when Alice tries to convince him that he is capable of saving her and not murdering her. Does somebody else want to read it? Alice showed me a thousand glimpses of the future. Bella smiling, Bella laughing, Bella reaching for my hand, Bella holding her arms open for me, Bella staring into my eyes with fascination, Bella walking next to me at school, Bella sitting beside me in her truck, Bella sleeping in my arms, Bella pressing her hand against my cheek, Bella holding my face and pressing her lips carefully against mine. First period. A thousand different scenes with Bella, healthy and whole, alive and happy and with me. Oh, so good. I thought it was so nice. Yeah. And he says that his bliss dims a little in comparison right. to these moments. And I'm he like, knows yeah, that, that will be better. Yeah, that's better than this. Than this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking about how it's like, I don't know, it's almost like puritanical that like he must overcome the like bodily pleasures the like hedonistic sinning (laughs) for like a more pure future with her right right that's very accurate (laughs) like it is poetic and romantic but there is a little bit of like puritanical like mind over body right there's literally a chapter called mind over matter (laughs) yeah (laughs) right it definitely stephanie does sort of equate bodily urges to bad, bad. um is which bad. which we don't do not support <laughs> not granted, on this podcast not on this pod granted we do not support it's you like wrapped up in the whole to, to death. good point good but, point that's true <laughs> but she equates these urges that edward has to being sinful right because for edward being Having this sexy times orgasm. with Bella is always wrapped up in death. Mm-hmm. Like yes. when he feels shamed about feeling any kind of desire for her because he thinks that it, like his normal desire for her is to eat her. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the parallel like sexual desire for her, which also they could like, lead to death. Are, they're like the same for him. They're like the same. Yeah. And although he does claim like whenever he has like sexy feels he's like oh that's new <laughs> like, oh haven't felt that in a long time the so they're is, a little bit the separate feeling is not is not wrong it's acting on it because acting on it makes it so that his first desire of eating her is like too dangerous <laughs> right but, but it's like, even like even says, having you know, sex I'm with her human, he's like I'm worried man. that it's he's gonna to kill her it. I mean, yeah, it would be fine like to do it. On it. I guess uh, they're all like really 
it's all I mean, it's kind of like him. when he says that he couldn't really tell his thirsty pain versus his just pain for bella he was like i'm just yeah. i'm just pained right now <laughs> sort of like i had this friend in college who couldn't she had this it was like a thing like a medical thing where she couldn't distinguish different pains in her body so like she had to be tr- like to f- she would just feel like off and she didn't know if she was like tired or hungry or thirsty or had to pee or whatever. So she would like press her bladder like to see like, oh, is it that? And then she'd be like, oh, yeah, I got to pee. <laughs> All right. How long it would take you to find certain things. If you're like, okay, I peed 20 minutes ago, so it's not that. <laughs> like I had a snack, so it's not hunger. And it takes you like a week to find a splinter. <laughs> yeah probably bummer so bummer. maybe edward's just really so maybe incapable. edward kind of has that <laughs> yeah he's just like sexy feeling i mean he has feeling he, yeah <laughs> he hasn't apparently been sexually attracted to anybody in like a hundred years anybody <laughs> and he continually denies his wanting to drink people's blood feeling right so it's not surprising that he's a little confused it, it does make sense that he's lumped these together. Um, but listeners, we want to tell you that you don't need to do this. <laughs> yeah, if you were going to confuse your wanting to eat people feelings with other feelings, don't. With your sexy time feelings. Separate <laughs> them. Right. Let's we gotta move keep on it to moving. chapter 27. We gotta keep yeah. moving. He succeeds. Bella doesn't oh, die. Yes. Great job. Yeah, he, he does it. it. <laughs> Climax of the book. Good job. I gotta say, I think 27 is probably my favorite chapter in the book. Really? It's very fun. I had a great time. It's, it's so surprisingly cinematic. fun. It's like, it should be a little tedious. Right. But it works surprisingly oh, well. It feels like when you watch like Ocean's Eleven and they do I that scene. down. It's like a heist it's movie. Very Ocean's it's Vampire. Cinematic. Right, where they, like, describe how everything happened. <laughs> like, this is that last scene at the especially, very end of the movie. Especially when she starts to run through a scenario and then hits a snag. And, and then, and then goes she back. comes back out. She's like, Jasper, I need your watch. And then, like, the heist <laughs> continues. <laughs> I do appreciate, so like, the sort of the real glimpse into Alice looking for certain futures to happen mm-hmm. a certain way. Because definitely we know that she can do this but this is the only time in the book that we actually see her do it yes and this feels it totally makes sense like yeah if she makes if she does these things this is how it will work out like this right. makes sense to me right um like yeah, i like definitely she's... thought okay. at one point that you know this amount of detail was not necessary at <laughs> all but i appreciated it being here and yeah, I do really feel fun. like Stephanie was having some fun being like, okay, so like obviously in Twilight, we just like skip this and Bella wakes right. up in the hospital. And I was like, don't worry, we took care of it. But like, really, how hard how would it be? How did they take care of it? <laughs> how hard would it be to do that? Very- and she like really thought through it and this all works very well. There was definitely a moment where I was like, Stephanie Meyer definitely watches true crime documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's like each pick a favorite like a mechanic. moment. Moment. Okay. Listeners, if you don't recall, Alice is like deciding how they're gonna cover their tracks. And so she makes these decisions to plant evidence 
for that support their story. Right. They're technically on their way to the hospital with Bella. Yeah, the and only thing like, that happens in this chapter is they're right, driving to the hospital. Is that they're just driving to the hospital. But they have to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to explain this to literally anyone else? Okay, I love hate this. So Alice has to check them into a hotel where the fake accident happens. Where of Bella getting all these injuries can happen. Mm-hmm. And the obviously she's been injured already and then she has to create the crime scene so she has to con- make she it believable right she has to make it believable that the accident happened in the past right. uh so she gets to she has to convince the person at the front desk of the hotel to write down the wrong time of her check-in um and so she realizes that she has to know the time so she glances at her wrist it's bare the vision pauses jasper i need your watch he held out his arm and she took the bespoke now now you'll know that i don't know shit about watches because i don't right. even know how to pronounce what is that brigo forget a gift from her off his wrist he didn't bother to wonder why he was too used to this the watch hung loose against her hand she wore it like a bangle bracelet and it looked perfect she could start a trend the vision resumes <laughs> like what a, what a great little aside <laughs> a good little aside wait um, go on and say how she does the the oh okay. that manages yeah. the time because that was like pretty sneak that was good that was yeah that was good alice looks at the watch dangling in such a chic way from her wrist <laughs> it's only ten fifty, she says to the woman your clock there is fast the woman nods absently, typing the time Alice has just fed her into the reservation. Yeah. Once again, this is one of those moments where I was like, no one is checking their check-in times versus when they arrived at the hospital. But she like, I make love, it believable. I love Best that they are going into it, though. She's ready. <laughs> yeah. She covers literally every base. I think oh. my favorite is she goes to the mall um yeah. oh. to buy clothes for everyone because she's like oh we need to like have luggage luggage with <laughs> us. so she buys everyone clothes even like Emmett who's just getting on a plane because it's like oh it, it looked weird when we got on the plane we didn't luggage. have any luggage so like where to even start <laughs> um <laughs> and Jasper go shopping while Emmett waits in the rental car she buys a pair of tennis shoes and a busy gap because, listeners, her shoes are bloody. No one looks down at her feet. She pays cash. She buys Emmett a t-shirt thin hoodie that actually fits him. She buys six large bags of clothes in her size, Carlisle size, Emmett size, and my own. She uses a different ID and credit card than she used at the hotel. Jasper acts as a Sherpa for her. I was like, I need fan art. <laughs> I want to see Jasper carrying all these bags around. I've definitely also seen fan art of Alice. In addition to Jasper's watch, she also has on Emmett's hoodie. hoodie um, yeah. I've definitely seen that fan art, and that is great. And every time she, like, borrows clothes from people, Edward makes a point to tell us how, like, fashionable she looks. How right. great she looks in it. Like, it shouldn't oh look God. good, but it does. You have a lot of opinions about this, Edward. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I really hate that then that luggage like in one version that doesn't end up happening right. 
Emmett gets off the plane, has to jump into the Puget Sound or wherever the fuck they are, and just dumps the the new suitcase full of clothes. clothes. Like, Alice, you could try to be a little less wasteful. Right. you don't even need to get him one. He doesn't like, need a bag. She can see the future where nobody cares. Right. They're like, oh, also people fly on planes without luggage all the, all time. the time. Yeah, I wonder what they're doing, but n- not that hard. Or I see people get do him, it. like a duffel bag. Just a bag. Just and like throw any like kind of bag. A sweater in it. Right. You don't have to give him a wardrobe. <laughs> Messenger yeah. bag, whatever. Like all you need is one bag to be believable on an airplane. Melissa, what was your moment? There was one moment that made me question how great supposedly vampires are because in a in order to create the accident that quote unquote right. happens or the quote unquote accident that you guys know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> in order to recreate the accident, she needs blood and she's right. like, what's Bella's blood type? Um, and they say, oh, positive. And they're like, oh, you know, at least something good came out of the fact that Bella's accident with Tyler's van. And I was like, you're telling me you can't smell what blood type she is? I wrote right there, oh, Carlisle can't smell blood types. <laughs> like, that is the most unbelievable thing I've ever read in this book. <laughs> Um, so like, I appreciated his moment because I was like, oh my God, she's literally going to get the same blood type as Bella's because someone could test this blood to see if it matched Bella's blood. And like, who would, who would test the blood to see if it's her blood type, but not DNA test it? Right. But not DNA test (laughs) it. Who would be doing that? Right. I really liked. You could do both at the same time. Right. I want to read one more thing that has to do with the blood. Okay, so Alice um, is creating, I just think this is a great scene. She's creating the fake accident. She tells, um, I don't know, Carlisle or whoever, sound the horn in the car for three seconds to cover up the sound of her doing this. An obnoxiously loud klaxon rises from the parking lot, covering the sound of the heavy traffic on the freeway. A different freeway, one we did not all but shut down. Alice hurls herself down the stairs, curling like a bowling ball. She smashes through the dead center of the tall window. The glass lands on the sidewalk and gravel, some of it flying all the way to the pavement of the parking lot. It creates a pattern like a sunburst, glittering in the white shine from above. Alice retreats to the shadow of the door and, one by one, rips the blood bags open using the broken glass fragments in the window frame leaving blood on the edges. She flings the contents of one bag so it sprays out in a fan like the glass. The next two she pours onto the edge of the sidewalk, letting it pool up and soak into the concrete and run onto the pavement. The horn goes silent. You're telling me that all of those things happen in three seconds? seconds? (laughs) Blood does not pour fast enough out of the bag. (laughs) Point, Olivia. Like, I really appreciate her artistic gravity. (laughs) You can't make gravity go any faster. I really appreciate her artistry. I just don't think that this all happened before they stopped uh, pressing the horn. I like what happens after this, which is she's like, okay, so we need like a couple, we've got to like get rid of the car that we stole, and we've got to like have like a bat like a 
different car. That so she like takes the car it looks that like she's currently driving. She has to she needs to she needs to get rid of the stolen car and have a car that looks like they brought a bleeding Bella to the hospital in. Right. But they're also saying that they need it to look like the car that they stole, but they don't worry that it's not exactly because they're like, uh, any witness, you know, whatever, they're Close not gonna enough. care. It says and it I'm doesn't like, look that much like the cayenne, the star they call right star they call the car they stole but it's large and white and any witness with a story that doesn't match will be written off i was like um okay like, then why why are we why are you with getting o negative blood then <laughs> um, <laughs> but she like gets this car and she takes a blood bag and like pours blood in it because they need to clean blood from a car, but not a stolen car. Right, because and they then, transported Bella supposedly in some yeah, car. This car. Then she goes to a car wash called Deluxe Detail and tells the kid working there that her niece threw up a bunch of tomato <laughs> juice in the back seat. And the guy is like, Yep, yep, we will get that cleaned up for you. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> And it's fine because he holds his breath the whole time. And yeah, so he doesn't. I was trying to decide. Other people can't smell blood. I was trying to decide if I thought that that was believable, and (laughs) I feel like I I would know if I was cleaning up blood. I mean, yeah, I I feel like it would be a consistency thing. Yeah, I think I would know that it wasn't vomit. Right. I don't think I would notice the smell, also because if you're cleaning it, you have chemicals. So true. But I think I I would understand the consistency of blood. But also, I don't think that I would, I'd be like, I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> Whatever. None of my business. That's, that's some mind over matter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys, we skipped a part at the beginning of this chapter that I found incredibly satisfying because to my view, it proved that I was right in a previous episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Jasper, okay, so Emmett is, like, in the car. Oh, and Katie, he's thinking about how he was, like, holding James in his arms and, like, about to crush him into pieces. But then, like, Jasper jumped in and Jasper got to be the one to kill him and Emmett's, like, upset. Um, Emmett is particularly upset because James gave up when he saw Jasper, not when he saw Emmett. Well, listen to this. But, yeah, Emmett is upset because, like, he doesn't get to do it, but I want to talk about this moment that Melissa just brought up. Jasper, mangled and ferocious, eyes sharp and empty at the same time, looking like some forgotten god or incarnation of war, projecting an aura of pure violence. And the tracker had stopped trying. In that fraction of a second when he saw Jasper for the first time, but Emmett didn't know that, he'd surrendered to his fate. No matter what his fate was sealed, once Emmett had no matter that his fate was sealed once Emmett had gotten his hands on him, this was what demoralized him. Who was it that was like, <laughs> why not just use all your talents and scare Jasper? Oh, that's true. Scare James <gasps> off. Scare James. Like, that's why true. can't Jasper use his special power? I mean, and like he hid himself to be like, look, I'm not scary. Don't notice me. Why not make your eyes sharp and empty at the same time? Why not make yourself look like a forgotten god or an incarnation of war projecting an aura of pure violence? You could have ended Give this one to- None of this had to happen. To them because James is already caught. So yeah, like- that's the difference. 
this so Emmett's already more of holding like him, him him resigning himself to the fact that he is caught like he's caught oh and there's jasper oh look i like, see oh, your well, point it's not that I don't see your point, and it's not that I didn't consider that. It's that I still read this and decided I was right. Oh. Taking that <laughs> yeah. into account, totally. I still think I'm correct. Totally. I feel you. <laughs> oh, and we also skipped over the really great, um, okay, so, like, nothing is happening in the car, right? Like, okay, Carlisle's, like, saying so- some stuff, but then Alice and Edward are just thinking at each thinking, other. right? <laughs> I growled and she sniffed once without looking at me. And Emmett's like, it never gets less annoying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, true. yeah, I mean, I feel you. That would be so obnoxious. Like your siblings are just like always in this like weird silent fight and you have to hear them like growling at each other. Like, I'd be like, get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> what are you mad about right now? Do I want to know? Probably not, but stop. Stop it. <laughs> Um, and then we do get a brief conversation with Rosalie because mm-hmm. um, they figure out that Emmett driving Bella's truck to Phoenix is too slow. Too slow. And so Alice enlists Rosalie to get a pickup truck, a tow flatbed. truck, a flatbed yeah. truck so that they can drive Bella's truck to Phoenix. Um, and essentially what we get from this is that uh rosalie would not have done this just herself yeah like there is no future there's not one single future you saw a future where edward decides to preemptively kill bella (laughs) but there's no future zero (laughs) like what about a future where somebody's like rosalie i'll buy you the fucking island (laughs) i'll get you five cars Right. And I was like, why can't anyone just like explain to her also like this is a cover-up for our very (laughs) violent Yeah, it's already done and we'd like to not get arrested. And so in order could you just help us cover our bases so that we could stay in forks? It's what she wanted. Right. It's true. We need you to do this thing. You're the one saying that we need to be more careful and keep a lower profile and Bella's a liability. Well, this is pretty high profile. Right. Yeah. And so it's already really, happened. It's already high profile. You got to help. That this was lazy of Stephanie and just like an easy way for her to be like, look, remember, Rosalie sucks, but right. actually it doesn't make that much sense. So no, I don't not. accept it. We don't accept it. <laughs> don't. Aunt Stephanie, we don't accept. Like no. it could just be like, okay, well, it doesn't really say that it doesn't make any difference if she comes now or if she waits for Emmett to fly back so we'll be nice to Emmett and Rosalie and they can drive right. really far together and it'll right. be nicer for both of them even that's a good enough reason throw for me. Rosalie a bone because we right. know that this has been tough she just you know will throw her the bone that Emmett gets to drive with her how about that right right but no it's a oh there's, there's no, no future, future. <laughs> in which Rosalie will help <laughs> damn um, and that's the episode and then there's I a mean, great, the I'm going to pick, <laughs> I'm going to pick as my best sentence, just since we're here, the end of this chapter. That's what I was going to pick. Cause I used up Too my late. best earlier. I already <laughs> did it. I adjusted my grip on Bella and prepared to go it all, go through it all again for the first time. Boom. It's truly a moment where you're like, oh yeah, fuck. We got all none of it, of but then happened. none of it has happened. Now they have to actually do it. Alice's <laughs> life is really weird. It's right. so cinematic. 
Right. This was a very cinematic chapter. A couple of chapters. Well, yeah. the, I felt like Blood is a really good chapter, but it's very internal. So it's less cinematic mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm, 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 but it's mm-hmm. a very effective, like emotional climax. Right. I have a line that I really liked. Um, and it's where, you know, they've gotten the venom out of Bella and Carlisle's like, you know, where's your mother or whatever. But Carlisle says Bella and Bella goes, what? Her tone was testy now. She looked half asleep and impatient to find the other half. I, I really like, like that one. Oh, like, oh, that's funny. That's really good. <laughs> okay, worst, I'm gonna bring back the fire. She screamed, someone stop the fire. It's so cheesy. I don't like it. But um, I wanted to scream, but I'm a vampire. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can read it. My best is one we've already talked about, but I like it. Bella was burning and I was exactly the wrong person to save her. Absolutely and literally the worst person in the entire universe for this task. But I was the only one here to do it. Drama. Drama. Um, my sentence is an eye roll sentence. Um, so it's like a couple sentences. Carlisle was suturing the tears in her scalp so quickly his movements were blurring again. No blood could escape his eye. He was able to repair the larger vessels with tiny stitches that another surgeon would not be able to duplicate under perfect conditions, even with mechanical assistance. <laughs> yeah, got it! <laughs> there is definitely, we skipped over, there's a few of those. There's like, in the quarter of a second. <laughs> like, no one's going to tell me it's a quarter of a second. <laughs> without it. I know. Yeah, the it door was... Did not stop my momentum even a right. fraction. Every time one of these comes up, I write in the margins "eye roll." And I should go through. <laughs> you I should just, count. I should count them. <laughs> we should do a hall of fame. <laughs> okay. Email us with questions, comments, etc. at twilightfacepodcast at gmail If you'd like to support the pod, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to our current patrons, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Aaron, Josh, Karen, Ed, Bailey, Laura, Kings, Gambit, Andrea, and Lini. Y'all are the best. You can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, (laughs) we own nothing. Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to dear old Aunt Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette, maybe. Cover yes. image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. I don't like it. Bite her. Bite <laughs> me bite then. You. It's not that confusing. It's in the instruction. We say it every time. Every time. <laughs>